It's a, it's a delight to be with you this morning and to be able to, to share God's word. We're continuing in the I Am series as we look at John 10, uh, verses 10 and following. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I just encouraged us to, to take a long, loving look at our master, Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one from God and Last Saturday, we were out at the, the trailer again and out at Lake Diefenbaker. And about 100 feet or so from where we were, we could just, we just set up our, our lawn chairs and the wind was zero with gusts to three kilometers an hour. And as you can see, it was entirely calm and we could just contemplate. And I was, I was just thinking on, on just how water, how how vital it is for life and how attractive it is that people all over the province are gathering at various lakes and doing as, as Leah says, lake life. And uh, you can enjoy just looking at the waters and you can see the reflection of the hamlet of, of Hitchcock and, and uh, just see people enjoying being on the water with the tubing and boats and and then we also had gone fishing the previous day so you can enjoy the water being a source of fish and enjoying eating uh, fresh fish. And for others that love the water, they love to just jump right in and enjoy the water that way. And I was just thinking, Jesus is our source. And as we contemplate him we del and delight in him, we enjoy more and more of who he is and what he means to us. This morning, we're looking at the I am the good shepherd. And we're concluding this, this section of the Gospel of John, chapters 7 to 10, which contain four of the different I am's. And I want you just to focus and listen carefully to this wonderful psalm, Psalm 23 which our brother Stefan is gonna read for us. Good morning and welcome to The Rock Church. It's an honor and a blessing to be able to read to you the 23rd Psalm this morning. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You have, you have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks so much, Stefan. So powerful to, to hear God's word from a heart of love and trusting obedience. 
last Tuesday, I was at the church and just cleaning up around the church and, and a neighbor came, came by and he was wearing a, a rider jersey. And uh, so I thought just to engage him, just uh, ask what he thought about whether the riders would be playing this year or not. And uh, he said, well, what do you think? And we got talking about that a bit. And somehow he jumped from that to, to God causing COVID-19. And so I had this, had this question come to mind and, and I shared with, what, what do you think? Is, is COVID a, a judgment or is it a blessing? His response was right away, wow, you're a Christian, bleep. And I was a little bit shocked, but I, I was also feeling, wow, just from that question, he feels that I, I'm a legit Christian, a Christ follower. And he was struggling a little bit to answer the question. And I said, well, I think the answer is, it depends on our heart condition. Whether COVID is a, a judgment or a blessing. And to that, he put his hand on his over his chest and he's just self-pronounced, my heart is good. And he staggered off. Wow, what an encounter. You know, this morning, uh, I want us to, we're just taking this another long loving look at Jesus together. Last week, I concluded the, the message of I am the gate with that, that just invitation just to see that Jesus wants to build his dream home in us. And I had shared that we are living in our dream home. So I thought, why don't I just invite you all to just see a little bit of our dream home, whatever you can see in the picture right now. You can see the big brown chair and maybe you can see our barn board out behind, 100-year-old barn board wall that I can enjoy looking at or whatever. Or realize you saw that nice golden pastures, those yellow canola pastures, which have now turned to green. Well, we have that kind of view from the inside out. And I realized the condition of our heart really tells us as we look at Jesus, what we see. How is your heart? If you put your hand over your chest or think more deeply about what the heart is, is the very life, the core of your being. How's your heart? Did you hear Stefan's heart as he was reading that Psalm, the Davidic Psalm there? of somebody that intimately understands what it means to be a shepherd, to have that shepherd-sheep kind of relationship. Last week, we, we read John chapter 10, and we looked at John 10, 1 to 10. And this week, we're looking, we're just continuing on from that, where Jesus says, I am the gate. And we, we'll start with John 10, 10 to verse 18. Just want to share just a, a few thoughts today on our good shepherd. We read, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. 
I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen, this sheep pen. I must bring them in also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. One of the highlights for me this past week was just to spend time with three life groups, just to explore and hear stories and hear people's understanding of this abundant life. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly or life to the full. Last week, we looked at the gate and we saw that whoever goes in through the shepherd has security in the sheep pen. And as a result, we can go in and we can come out and we can find pastures. And that is an image of the abundant life, even as we heard in Psalm 23, that descriptive, that description of abundant life. And this last week, I got the privilege of being in uh, three different life groups, 30 to 40 people sharing what abundant life is. And to sum it all up, I think could say, people find Jesus as the source, like that living water of John chapter seven, that Jesus said, uh, he who believes in me will have that living water within, bubbling up within them. And in fact, one person even shared that that this is what it's like without even realizing they were quoting John 7, 38, which Jesus says is about the spirit coming and giving life. But also I heard in the heart of these 30 to 40 people that satisfaction is found in Jesus. He came to give life, life more abundant, and this is the bridge. This is the bridge verse between what goes before I am the gate. I am the gate focuses on the, on the sheep and it's the bridge to what follows where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. 
And so this morning, rather than focusing on sheep, I want us just to focus on our Lord Jesus Christ, who says, I am the good shepherd. We discover the primary, the primary message of Jesus to those who heart, whose heart wants to know him, wants to find him as a source and satisfaction of life, is that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And in fact, it says it just in this short, this short section five times. That's the main point. And let's just focus and make that main point the main point for us in our life. Last week or the week before, somebody was somebody came over to the church and uh well you all know Darren. Darren came over and and we got chatting and and I I just asked him if he had any sheep stories. And he had just this wonderful one that that I had never ever heard before. And he talked about his grandfather and you could tell that uh that Darren had a, a special appreciation for his grandfather. And he talked about his grandfather uh, having a, a unique uh, tradition when it came to butchering. And then he, how he went about butchering a sheep one time. And he led that sheep to the slaughter and behind it was a little lamb and very compliantly and innocently, that mother sheep just continued on ahead of the lamb and went to slaughter. His grandfather recalled the powerful message of the Good Shepherd. Thinking back on Isaiah, Isaiah chapters 40, and especially. 53, 40 to 53, but especially 53, of the one who would come and would be led forward as to be the sacrificial sheep. Our shepherd, our shepherd king. That impacted his life so greatly that he never, ever again butchered a sheep. While out fishing on Friday, I asked my father-in-law, did you ever raise sheep? And he said, yeah. We used to have just a few to, have, to ha be able to have some mutton. And then he shared his own butchering story. And he shared how he tried to kill it. And then he just kill a sheep. And he decided he was just going to cut the throat. And that sheep, all it did was lifted its head to be slaughtered. Wow. I heard another, I heard another story uh, this last week that is similar. About three little boys who enjoyed going to, to do confession before a priest. They love to make up a whole litany, a whole list 
of sins and, and just confess them to see what that priest would do. And, and the first two boys, they, they did their long list and they went away running away. And then the third came, a little Jewish boy. And he shared his list. And as a result, the, the priest said, I have a penance for you. You need to go to the back of the church and you need to look up into the crucified, uh, the crucifixion. Look up into the eyes of Jesus and you say, I know you did this for me and I don't care. It's actually a little stronger than that, but the boy went back. He said it once. He said it twice. But the third time, he couldn't say it. And he left. Tom Wright <clears throat> shares this in one of his books, this story without, without knowing who this referred to. And after it was, his book was already published, he, he received a, a letter. And uh, the uh, writer of that letter says, I know that story well. That was me. This person had been archbishop in France for 25 years, Jean-Marie Lestiga. Wow. The power of the cross, the power of the death of the innocent lamb of God, the good, good shepherd, the one who laid down his life for the sheep. As we look at verse 18, we see that this uh, 17 and 18, especially Jesus says, I lay my life down and I take it up. The father loves me because I lay down my life and I have the authority to take it up again. Here's behold how great the love of God is for us, that he would give his own life for us. That changes everything. That transforms us on the inside and beyond and our entire life. And in fact, it becomes our way to the abundant life. And as a result, we see that through our own death to self, we discover life abundant. And we look, when we look at his life, we, we realize what Paul is saying, the one who loved me and gave himself for me, <clears throat> gave himself for me according to the scriptures. And we see also in Galatians 2.20, it's not I who lives, but it's, it's Christ in me who lives. I like the word that was coined by N.T. Wright, this, this world-class New Testament scholar and historian, that we are cruciformed. I'm encouraging people to love and enjoy abundant life. But the way to that 
that Jesus reveals is that we take a long, loving look, that his love would displayed to us and for us and instead of us on the cross, that you might have life and life to the full. And as a result of that, we have this intimate, trusting relationship with Jesus, the Good Shepherd, that we just enjoy him as our source of life. And that our life order is to hear his voice and we can hear our name being called. And when we hear our name called, we go out and we find pastures anywhere and everywhere because he is leading us. Our security is in him. Our safety is in him. Everything that we need, our sustenance is in him. Everything. When we discover that we are simply his sheep and his flock in his pastures. Karen and I, in, uh, in our life, we've enjoyed hearing the master's voice. And it's taken us up into the Arctic and it's taken us to Africa. And we discovered, just as Psalm 23 says, in all of that, we lacked nothing. And in fact, he was our source. He was our security. He was our safety. He was our sustenance. He was everything that we needed to go anywhere in the world. And now we're enjoying the abundance of life at the Rock Church in Saskatoon, in Saskatchewan, and wherever he leads us. And now we've had the privilege of having a, a home away from home in Boston. That's future. We haven't enjoyed that yet. Another home away from home in Verona, Italy. Uh, sorry, Melarus Mall. Unfortunately, we had to cancel that trip, but we look forward to the future when we can enjoy that home away from home. You see, when our Lord builds his dream home in us and we simply follow him as the trusted good shepherd, our home is anywhere and everywhere. And our satisfaction is found in him alone. I trust that you are taking a long, loving look at Jesus. I encourage you today to read all of John chapter 10, especially the next section where Jesus defends himself during a festival of lights 
to the Jewish leaders. And what, what happened as a result of that and how that whole story turns over to the Jordan and verse 42, crescendo of this whole section of the Feast of Tabernacles where the temple was the center, the people, what does it say? And many believed in Jesus. They realized he is their good shepherd. In the coming weeks, we're moving from, I am the good shepherd to Jesus saying, I am the resurrection and the life. And we're gonna have that next week as we move into the next section of John, John 11. And I am the way and the truth and the life. No man comes to me, no man comes to the Father except through me. And then that wonderful passage in that upper room discourse that's talking about this river of life through Holy Spirit. And it talks about abiding in the vine and having that unique relationship that when we want to be fruitful, we remain connected and in the vine. I'd like to pray with you and for you this wonderful, gorgeous summer weekend and uh, for your journey ahead this summer. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you. Thank you uh, for not sparing your, your own son we thank you for this incredible plan of salvation, of being able to sum up the hope of the nation of Israel, sum up the covenant that you made long ago with Abraham and then with David, the way you summed up this exile period of being the, your people being far from God, but providing a Passover lamb and Jesus, the one who could bring freedom and abundant life to anyone who believes in him. Lord, we thank you that uh, although we were outsiders, we were outside of that, that audience that, that Jesus was talking to and part of that other flock. We thank you that you, your, your plans are big enough to include every one of us. I thank you for Jean-Marie uh, Lestiga and uh, just that powerful story and a life that was committed to you just by simply seeing your love shown to him on the cross. I pray that that love might grip us daily, that we would die to self so that we could live an abundant life of service towards you and others. Thank you for how the community understands abundant life and I pray that we could share that with others uh, today and that we could share with my friend on the, on the sidewalk too who did his, his quick heart check and pronounced himself good. Uh, pray that you would speak to him even from that short encounter, just how great you are and uh, that COVID for us can even be a blessing. And uh, I pray that we would discover the blessing of it to be able to, to have a quieter life, to be able to seek you above the regular things of life, to have less distractions 
And uh, even as NHL starts up, that we could put it in the right place and other things start up. Pray that our our disciplines and our our practices of taking a long, loving look at Jesus, that we would take time every day to realize what a great and beautiful dream home you're building in each one of us who wants to take up your cross daily and follow you. Pray for our, our outreach programs and the discipleship there as well, and the strength for all of the leaders. And just pray that as we disciple people on this way, this road, that people would discover this uh, you are the source and you're the satisfaction and that we are so secure that no one could pluck us from the Father's hand. And even as you protected, we're protected by the Father in this encounter at the end of John 10. You delight to protect us all the time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you came to be with us. Thank you for being there for us. And thank you that you went to the cross instead of us. Pray that we could model that and enjoy life and life to the full. In Jesus' name, amen.